This is uh, Officer Kikowski saying that love is not admissible evidence, and shut up, Leonard. Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Yes. Where are the white women at? Shut up, Leonard. I found your YouTube page. What's the point in reviewing frozen pizza? You're a box. Shut up, Leonard. Nobody even knows what you're talking about. I heard about your prescription socks. Strike two! Shut up, Leonard. I know about your crooked wang. Come on, Leonard. Shut up. You smell like mentholiptus. Put on a bathing suit. Shut up, Leonard. There are no white women here, Leonard. This is not a party. What it is, soul brother. I'm thinking about breaking into the TV game. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. We like community. We do. Thank you especially to Alex Moschina of Slackery.com for our theme song. You're a great American, Alex. Good. Uh, today, we will be talking about a season three episode. It's, in fact, the 11th 311. episode. If I knew one 311 song, I would sing it right now. Season three. And it's titled Contemporary Impressionism. Written by our good pal Alex Jarn, Cooley. Jarn Cornhorse. No. Can Alex I tell Cooley. you? Ever since uh, playing Skyrim, I've loved the term Jarl. <laughs> what does it mean? It's like a. It's like a. It's like it. I don't even know if what the how to define it because it's like the it's like the king's right hand guy. Oh, it's Jarl. like the Jarl. His Jarl. Okay. It's J. A-R-L. Oh, like a Swede. <laughs> yes, like it's Swede, so great. As a Swede would do. I love it so much. It's pretty good. But you said Jarn, and that made me think of it. Directed by our old pal, Kyle Newichek. Yeah. I what know him because he? he's from Workaholics. Yeah, and he's that makes sense. He's the secret fourth Workaholic. That makes sense because... He is buddy, Mr... Where do I have his name? I have his name. I, wait, shut up. I can get it. I can get it. I can get it. I can get it. I can get I have it. To, I can get oh, Blake? I got it. Here. Yeah. Lively. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anderson. Yeah. Thank you. I'll take my money now. <laughs> now, let's let's take a moment to talk. Uh, before we do the overview, even. Overview. Let's take a moment to talk about. Uh, in airing order. Yeah. This is, uh, this is actually after. The way. After our next episode. episode. Yes. Uh, but as Dan Harmon mentioned on the commentary, commentary for this episode, that coming that they were coming back from a break, a, mm-hmm. a winter break, a, a longer winter break. Yeah. And they wanted to start strong yeah. for new for new audiences tuning in. They wanted to live strong. Well. So they aired. Uh, they aired the uh, what, what is Wedding. it? Mat- matrimony and global matrimony and time for Malcolm no, it's Jamal Warner to arts. show up. <laughs> yes. Something matrimony and sandwich arts. Yes. Urban and matrimony. That's it. And Racist sandwich arts. <laughs> and they aired that one first to come come in strong. Yes. That's a stronger... The, not that it necessarily stronger, but it wasn't... It wasn't. This is dark. The contemporary yeah. impression is a little bit dark. Yes. Uh, and they thought, you know, that, that has a, this, the... It's not stunt casting per se, but, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a great man. A great American. <laughs> yeah. Despite his TV patronage. Yeah. Pa- pa- is that how you say Papalage. it? Papalage. Papal... Fatheronage. <laughs> Papalage. We're alluding to, of course, the fact that Malcolm Jabal Warren played the son of one Bill Cosby, who was not Theo. a very great person. <laughs> I still love Theo. Oh, sure. How do you not love Theo? Okay. Uh, 
Uh, we can we should we talk about this off air? Is it okay to watch uh, what, what's that spinoff where Denise goes to college? A <laughs> uh, different world. It's on Hulu, and I was I was curious. Well, I'll tell you. Spoiler alarm. Denise leaves the show after the first season, and that oh. just becomes its own thing. Okay. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's definitely safe to watch that. Okay. He doesn't show up on that. I don't think so. Okay. I, maybe he does, but I can't. I don't think so. Doesn't Rudy show up in an episode? Rudy! Detached from everyone else, just Rudy walks into campus. How would Rudy get there on her own? I heard it. I heard. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I heard from Perd. The great Keisha Knight Pullum. Uh-huh. Now. Uh, wait, hold on a second. I'm sorry, I got Can someone on the internet <laughs> do an edit of the Cosby show where they just cut out all of Bill Cosby's parts so that I can still enjoy Theo? <laughs> I mean... Or you could just do a Theo supercut. Oh, hell yeah. That's, that's, that's what, what I'm talking about. He'll <laughs> mainline that Theo. Him on Dance Mania? Come on. Well, him and Cockroach. Him and just, Cockroach. Just give me a lot and, of him and Cockroach. And you know who else? His pal Smitty, played by Adam Sandler. Oh, sure. And even, I I, I, I mean, even if you cut out, uh, you know, Bill Cosby, I think I think that episode where he, the whole house pretends that he's on his own. Remember oh, that? Yeah. Where they all pretend to be other people? Yeah. It's kind of a fun. Yeah. That's a fun episode. We could, I mean, hell, I'd even sell for just a cockroach supercut at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they want to get some burgers. <laughs> That's what they call ladies. I know. How gross. <laughs> I know. Now listen. So anyway, we're doing we're doing these episodes. We're doing this now DVD order because we're doing it in canonical order, as Dan Harmon said. Yes. That the the only reason why they did the switch up in airing order yeah. was a, it was political in a yes. sense. It, it was not. Any kind of uh, uh, plot-wise, uh, so on the DVD, it's ordered in the way that Dan Harmon sees the plot. Yes, and that makes sense forming. because uh, spoiler alarm: mm. uh, <clears throat> Jeff Winger do- doth kiss Shirley Bennett. Oh yeah, in this episode, and it just makes more sense that that's less of a big deal if she's not married. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, spoiler again for this episode. <laughs> He he was a bit of a drug fueled rage. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, so Hand overview. Overview. This episode, everyone's lights. come back from winter break. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you're gonna deny it right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I, well, I, I won't deny you. that I'm a straight rider. You're gonna. And you you're don't want to fuck deny with me. Whatever I'm gonna try and pin you with right now, because <laughs> you're a dicey. You're a dicey. Because I'm a straight rider, and you don't want to fuck with me. I won't uh, deny you. But this very much cements that this is two semesters. They're coming back from a winter break for a second semester. Yeah, this season is two semesters. We've, we've talked previously, and you, you've alluded to perhaps season three being one semester or something. Listen, I don't know what you're talking about. This season is... You're doing odd. a crazy talk. Don't pretend. Don't put words in my mouth. There are certain things that I like when you put we've, in my mouth. We've talked before. Words are not one of them. About how many years or semesters they've spent. And you, you acted like there was one season yep. that was one semester. Correct. Season 3.5, the no. Phantom season. <laughs> but the this, ghost season. This is very much cementing. This is a two-semester ordeal. Wasn't uh, season two one semester? No. <laughs> I'm just again. always going to pretend the season we're not talking about currently was one semester. Whatever's going on here. Season this, four wasn't one semester. Okay, that was, but that wasn't what we were talking about. Thank when we you. watched season four. Thank you for saying that I'm right. No. <laughs> it was a, Thank you. You were saying season three was one semester. That I am correct. We'll find it. And you it's are in the archives. not. It's out there. And you are wrong. Uh, but they're all coming back from their winter break. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they're they finding out that Abed has a problem. Mm-hmm. 
And that problem is with celebrity impersonators. Yeah. And they have to help Abed, and to do that, they must also become, become celebrity, celebrity impersonators. impersonators. Yeah. That feels like a classic trope in a film or something. Or a sitcom. Yeah. Which is what this is. But I'm talking about, in order to defeat it, you must become it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I kind of like We've that. all seen 30 Days of Night. Oh, is that how that goes? I'm sorry. Yeah, spoiler alarm, because that happens at the very end of the film, where he injects himself with vampirism to defeat the vampires. But then what? Then he kills himself? Sure. I don't remember. Okay. It's not a great movie. <laughs> so it's like The Mist? Son, hey, that is a great movie. <laughs> Stephen King's favorite adaptation of his work. Well, whatever. He probably likes the dome, so just... I think he likes the dome officially. Under the dome. I think if I'm we, sorry. I think if we caught him... Under the I dome. Know, I know. I think if we caught him on his own, and we're like, Steve. Steve. Steve, come on. Real talk, real talk. You think Under the Dome is a good show? He'd be like, nah, nah. They gave me money. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think money is a good show. <laughs> uh, anyway. he. I mean, he likes his own Shining better than the... Kubrick one. Well, that's because the Kubrick one removed all the mysticism from it. Sure. He's got specific bugaboos about that. Bugaboo. Yeah. You got a problem with that? <laughs> I just like that term. It's a good term. <laughs> Whereas uh, with The Mist, there was a major change, but this time, King was like, whoa, I should have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get into this episode. Yeah. Danny Pooty. I mean... It's just a word I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Jeff Winger. I'm okay. mixing it up. Character names and actor names. Uh, <laughs> I had nothing. I had nowhere to go. <laughs> You're just going to go back to Abed. Well, I was going to... Well, yeah. Um, Abed Hawthorne. Now I'm getting no. real crazy. No. Troy. You're in alternate universes Gambino? now. Gambino? You're in AUs now. Annie Campbell? Bruce Campbell? No, from Mad Men. She was Trudy oh. Campbell because she married Pete Campbell. What? what a piece of shit that character was. <laughs> Ooh, Pete Campbell. Grow- Remember him, Mad Men fans? <laughs> Is he the one that married Alexis Bledel? He's the one who, in real life, married Alexis Bledel, I okay. believe. Yeah. Vincent Carthizer. Yeah. Played a vampire once while we're on the subject. Not in, in Three Days a Night. <laughs> in Daybreakers? No. In some 90s thing. Oh. So, okay. like, I think he was maybe on Angel. Oh, okay. That could be wrong. I thought maybe it was the uh, Jim Carrey vampire movie. Now I have to look it up. You ever see that? What? You ever see the Jim Carrey? Talk about Yes Man? First Bite. Love it, First Bite? What? <laughs> it's a good film. I feel like we've talked about that before, even. I'm sure we've talked about it before. I'm gonna, maybe he was an interview with my interview with the vampire man. I don't remember him in that. He could be. You don't even know who he is. Shut up. I know who he is. <laughs> Talk. Say words. Uh, so they're all coming back from the winter break. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we just go off on a tangent. Sometimes. Listen. Tangents are fun. We're in a kind of hot room. I'm, I've had a headache for three days, so I'm clearly not at my best right now. And we're, we're, we're doing what we can. <laughs> uh, so but Shirley's talking about what, what happened at her church. Uh, her baby Ben, you recall. She had yes. a baby. Yes. Named Ben. Baby Ben played Baby Jesus. Baby G. <laughs> Andre was Joseph. Yep. And Jordan, Excuse me. <laughs> one, of, one of her two boys, was one of the wise men. Why Correct. do you think uh, the other son wasn't in it? Or was he just not mentioned? Uh, maybe he doesn't play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and was this, do you think this was a play situation? Or do you think this was a uh, just a, a reenactment? Vincent Carthizer uh, played Connor. 
on 28 episodes of Angel. Whoa. There we go. Figured it out. Okay, do you think this was a, a play situation or a reenactment uh, a la the, uh, on Gilmore Guys, the, the men who stand out in the freezing, the reenactors? Uh, uh, this was a... Because I'll tell you, I, I, I went to a church where, where they did reenactment style, where over the course of several nights between certain hours, it was like a two-hour chunk huh. or three-hour chunk, you would, you would go to a, a scene and stand there very still, yeah. dressed in the, in the robes and shit. I'm going to say this was a play situation. Okay. I'm going to say they might have called it a recital. Because uh, definitely uh, in, in the situation I'm describing, uh, we wouldn't use a real baby for the baby Jesus. That sure. was a, it was a fake baby situation. Do we know what denomination... They did some real animals. <laughs> Do we know what denomination of a Christian surely is? Ooh, that's interesting. I don't think they ever mentioned specifically. Yeah. If I had to guess, Baptist? Racist. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. She's definitely not what I was. Which is Lutheran. Lutheran. Which is Catholic light. L-I-T-E. One step removed. Yeah. And I like it that way. Yeah. We don't respect the Pope. <laughs> All right. Let's, get, <laughs> let's not go down this. Non-denominational is what I was raised for the facts. For if you're filling out your shut up Leonard trading cards, <laughs> you now know what in what denomination of Christianity we were both raised. All right then. Now, Wait, uh, do I have notes? Pierce says, <laughs> "I hope so." You're looking at a page. Jeff has seen a new shrink. Yes. Well, I'm not there yet. Oh, then talk about Pierce. Pierce. He has converted all of his films over. That's true. From VHS to Select Division CED video disc. That's what I'm talking about. That high definition Select Division quality on Channel 13 UPN. Now, what do you What do you think is going on here? Do you think Pierce is technology dumb? Yes. Or do you think Yes. Or do you think someone tricked him? No, he's dumb. Do you remember how he couldn't use a phone in what, season what? one? What? He couldn't use a cell phone in season one. How? He had trouble. Oh. He kept trying to do the voice to text thing. Oh well, that that's just come on. No, but remember in season one... This is an old guy thing. I would say that this is an old guy thing as well. Okay. I don't know. I just feel like... Okay. I feel feel like like he could have been tricked, though. I feel like someone... I feel like at some point, like, when it was new, whatever, Mm -hmm. this technology, this Select Division high CD, man, when it was new, that that just became frozen as his idea... Of, of high definition quality video. It, it might also be a thing in Pierce's mind where the longer the title, the better it is. Sure, I could see that as well. Okay. Uh, talk about Jeff. Talk about Jeff, baby. Talk about you and me. Jeff has a new shrink who is trying out a new anti-anxiety drug on him. He feels great, but Britta is concerned because she feels that anxiety is the only thing keeping him in check. Um, keeping his ego in check, specifically. Yeah, so... What do, you, do you think that oh there's also a little <clears throat> reference here where he says he talks about what he did in therapy he says he talked about his dad and punched his pillows punched some pillows yeah now uh, I don't know if you are aware of this but I remember seeing something I think it was on the Daily Show or something that's what they do when they're trying to make you not gay anymore what is they make you talk about your dad and punch some pillows that's weird yeah Didn't so know that. I don't know if this is an intentional reference to that huh. but that's that's part of the ex-gay system <clears throat> all right because uh, apparently your gayness is just pent-up aggression that you can work up on a pillow on the male figures in your life. Weird. Yeah. Weird. I'm going to go out on a limb and speak for you and say that neither of us support the ex-gay agenda. No. No. The, the what do they call those? There's camps. Pray, pray the gay? Pray away? the gay away camps. Yeah. 
Those are bad. I went to getaway camp because it's like sleepaway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I kind of like that. <laughs> That's a good gag. But we're still against the camps themselves. No, they're bad. Terrible they, places. I mean, not only do they not work, but also they, they wouldn't work. Well, like, yeah, that's, let your kid be gay is, is what we'll say. <laughs> I mean, it just... That's, that's the that, new motto of Shut Up Leonard. Let your kid be gay. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah. If we ever had a motto. Yeah, it's a, we do now. Okay. That's the first, uh, the new and first motto of Shut Up Leonard. Shut Up Leonard. Let your kid be <laughs> Only gay. Only took us six seasons to come up <laughs> with a motto. We didn't have to get to the movie to get to the motto. Wow. Yeah. Uh, or, or a tagline, even. <laughs> What's next? What's next? Top fake Tom Lee no, Jones I want to ask you, is Jeff's new shrink bad? Or, like, <laughs> dumb? Like, what What do you think's going on here? I think the new shrink is bad. Because there's a later reference to Jeff Jeff complained to the shrink and got an uppage of Doubled. the dosage. Doubled, they said. Yeah. I think the new shrink is bad. Okay. Yeah. Like, like bad isn't worse than Britta. Because Britta is noticing what's wrong. That's and, true. And knows how to fix it. Or do you think that's just her personal connection to Jeff? Yes. Okay. Because I think, I think, because there's a lot of other times where they reference Britta as a, as a psychologist as being bad, and she is bad. Yes, she's very bad. But I think bad. here she's very personally connected to Jeff, so she's able to see yeah. things that she wouldn't see in a person where she just met them and is trying to psych, psych them. And she called that Edible Complex a few episodes back, too. So I think she, she is a bad psychiatrist in general, Yeah. but she, she knows enough about Jeff to be good with him. Okay. And Jeff's shrink is bad. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh... So here we get the, a man comes in. Yeah. Who looks nothing like Tommy Lee Jones. No, but sounds like him. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, that's the thing. They, they, they on the commentary, I, I think they said his name. Yeah. But he, um, this guy he does impressions. just does a lot of impressions. Yeah. And, uh, well, maybe it's just because Tommy Lee Jones doesn't have like a super recognizable voice. Yeah. Like, like watching this, I don't immediately think, oh, he sounds like Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. I only know it because I know the scene of the fugitive. Uh, but that's even what they said in the commentary, that he was doing impressions of voices that weren't, like, voices. Yeah. But they were like, oh, yeah, that kind of sounds like it. <laughs> he uh, did walk in later in the episode. Yeah. Christopher Walken. And so he comes in, he says the fugitive line. Yeah, he says, I... Well, D- Danny Pudi, or Abed feeds him the... I, I didn't, didn't kill, my kill my wife. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Fugitive's a good movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it, I saw it a long time ago, so... You believe incorrectly that there was a wrestler in the film U.S. Marshals. And you insisted upon that to me, because as the wrestling expert, and I said, that's no, just not a wrestler, just a dude who's big. And you continued to insist that it was a wrestler, despite obviously not knowing which wrestler you thought it was. I'm going I'm to use code. Was this at a party? <laughs> no, because I, 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 I mean, maybe it started at a party, but this was, this was an insistence that carried over to several occasions. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. If it started at a party, it might have it turned into a gag. <laughs> I think it actually started... During a Shut Up Leonard recording session. Because <laughs> I'm sure it turned into a gag. <laughs> at some point. Okay. But I think it started at a Shut Up Leonard uh, recording session. <laughs> okay. Where you were insisting that it was a wrestler. <laughs> I'm, I might have caught like five minutes of U.S. Marshals. <laughs> saw this guy. I think that is true as well. <laughs> saw this guy and went, yeah. that's a wrestler. Yeah. Came to you. And, and then refused to believe me when I told you it wasn't into a gag. Yeah. Okay. So he chases Abed around the school. Yeah. They go, Well, they go one lap. And yeah. when they come back Turn around again. Yeah. Uh, then Chang uh, uh, fires. fires. Well, I have a note before that. While they're running around, I do have a. I have uh, yeah, one note before that as well. While they're running around, uh-huh. the, the gang says yeah, these these impersonators are expensive. We gotta we gotta stop we gotta stop Abed from doing this. Yeah. And then uh, 
Troy has a very funny line where he says, you need to stop intervening. You have a problem. <laughs> Which, is this before or after How I Met Your Mother had an intervention to stop interventions? It's probably after. Yeah. Because they did a lot of... They did that too much. <laughs> um, now, my, my note was just... Because uh, they were talking about Abed's celebrity impersonators. Yeah. Uh, just to remind our listeners... Uh, Clooney. He had the Clooney impersonator. Yeah. In at the top of season two. What? First first step of season two. Oh sure. When when she's marrying she's marrying she's marrying Jeffrey Winger. British Marion, British Marion, British Marion, Jeffrey Winger. <laughs> uh but that's that's the only one I can think of so far that was explicit. Yeah. Um, because later on we get a couple of other different types later and later the James Spader one is in season six. Yes. You can't even remember. It's just a voice impersonator. It's not a look. Yes. Not a looky like. Yes. Uh, anyways. Yes. So this this is but this is a fun. Uh, I mean, it's fun and dangerous. Yes. They come back into the study room. Yeah. Chang fires a dart at the window, which completely destroys it. Yeah. It's he a heavy super dart. misses. Yeah. And hits the window. Yeah. Which shatters it. Yes. Uh, Either a heavy dart or a weak window. Knowing Greendale, I'm gonna say a weak, weak window. window. Uh, now Chang, so he's he's being reprimanded by the dean. This is yeah. So window break, Abbott says, "Hey, it's not real." Then credits, mm-hmm. opening credits, and then the dean scene. And uh, Chang says he got it, got the tranquilizer gun from a friend at the zoo. Yeah. What do you what do you think about this friend? I think. How, uh, do you think Chang just stole a trank gun and says says that? No, I think he has a friend. I think Chang's got friends in low places. To quote low Garth places. Brooks. Who does that song? I don't know. I got friends in low place. That's not the right tune. No, it's not. <laughs> but you know that song. I've heard it at karaoke. That's well, that was my mom's jam for a while. <laughs> Toby Keith? Is that, that a Toby that Keith? Might, that sounds a little better. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you think it's just a low man? I think there are other Changs of the world. And I think the Changs of the world... Do you think th- they traded? Or do you think Chang got this gun gratis? Uh, I think I think I don't think they did an official trade, but I think at some point Chang did this man a favor, mm. uh, and and so to repay that favor, mm. he was given this dark gun. That's interesting. I like it. They should have retouched on this friend at the zoo. It was probably uh, Kevin James to cross over with yeah, the zookeeper. That's exactly <laughs> so, what I was yeah. thinking. And didn't Ken Jeong do a voice in that? Sure, probably. <laughs> he was the voice of Mister Monkey Doodle, <laughs> who's not a monkey. That's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke. He's a fish. The animals do talk in that movie, though, right? Is that correct? Yeah. That's but I don't remember what, wasn't it like a dumb like it was a it was a knockoff of um, the old museum movie, Night at the Museum. Yeah, I don't think so. Where, but no, but in that style of like you're the only one who can hear us, Bob. I don't know. I've I've not seen it. Okay. <laughs> Bob, his you know, name's Bob. Right? Zookeeper is a, re- a a reverse kangaroo jack. Can't be out because oh because in the trailer of the zoo the animals don't talk yeah i only found out about that about that through a friend but in kangaroo jack well, no, i thought in the trailer adam sandler does the voice of one of them no that can't be true okay uh <laughs> whereas in kangaroo jack the trailer is all the kangaroo talking which in fact is just one dream sequence in the movie yes you are correct sir are you getting a confirmation that the zookeeper animals talk i'm looking for it i mean if you just you find a, a credit for an animal name that's true. Like Bubbles or Coco. Bubbles or Coco. Those um, are the two gorillas I know. Well, Ken Jeong plays the character Venom in the film. Yeah, that sounds like a snake. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg plays Shane. <laughs> I 
As in come back. I only know that from Gilmore. Keep Girls. talking. Keep talking. Uh, friend at the zoo. Oh, so Dean says that they're so they need to cut back on money. Uh, so much so that eighty percent of Greendale's electricity comes from a cr- the, apartment the apartment complex, complex across the street. What? Nick Nolte plays Bernie the gorilla. I've got confirmed animal talking. Adam Sandler plays Donald the monkey. Yep. Uh, Sylvester Stallone plays Joe the lion. That's a David Bowie song. I do not appreciate this movie repurposing that. Joe the lion? Yeah. Huh. It's on Heroes. Uh, Cher. They got <clears throat> big names to this cast. Cher plays Janet the lioness. Judd Apatow plays Barry the elephant. John Favreau plays Jerome the bear. Fies on Love plays Bruce the bear. Uh, Maya Rudolph plays Molly the giraffe. Uh, some guy plays Sebastian the Wolf, and Don Rickles is just Frog. Doesn't get a name. Uh, so then Chang starts pouting. Yeah. A la Renee Zellweger. Yes. Well, as as uh, Dean says, I don't know who told you pouting was an option for you, but all you're doing is making me mad at Renee Zellweger. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then in the next shot of Chang, mm-hmm. he's he's Zellwegering. Yes. Uh, and then. Um, do you okay? Mm. Do you feel that people have been too hard on Renee Zellweger? I mean, she didn't. She did get work done, right? She, I believe she did. But it's weird that like it's weird that she's it's like just accepted that you can just mock her looks, right? Well, no, that's bad because here's here's what I'm at, here's why well, I asked in, you. Even a show like Community, it feels like that's how safe. Well, no, it they're is mocking to, her. This is before the whole work done situation. I don't know that it was. Z- Zellweger was doing that pout thing, and it was bad. <laughs> Listen. I ask you, did she get work done? Because do you remember right after that scandal, mm-hmm. there was there was a big upset. Of she showed up on a red carpet with a different face. Yeah. Uh, Uma Thurman showed up on a red carpet and it, like looked super different, and people were weirded out. And then like the next week, she was photographed somewhere and she looked normal again. Huh. And everyone thought she had work done, but she didn't. It was just like a weird makeup situation. Huh. Yeah. So I thought maybe that was a Zellweger thing where she it wasn't work, it was makeup, and everyone freaked out because she just looked different. Huh. Okay. Yeah, apparently makeup can make your nose look skinnier. I don't know how the hell Uma Thurman did this. It's if you like, look, you know, it's like a, it was some uh, strange stripes. situation. <laughs> it was yeah, it was a stripes of the face <laughs> it made her face skinnier. Hmm. Uh, it was also a weird hair situation too. I'm gonna say. Okay. As a as a Thurman devotee. You're a real Thurman head. Yeah. You're a little. Th- I'm th- an Umanite. You're a thur- thur- Thurmanstat. I'm just gonna let you be. You're a Thurmanometer. You're a real Thurmanometer. <laughs> Uh, you like to keep your soup in a thermos. Basically, the dean says you can have interns because yeah. Chang, Chang says Chang I says I needed this gun because I'm I, one man can't control the school. Yeah, and then he's sorry you can you can hire interns. Yeah, for yeah. for a college credit. Yeah, which was which was essentially the other security guards were working for college credit. Yeah, so it's the same deal. Yeah, it's not like he's cutting a new deal. Yeah, he's just re re upping it with uh, Chang. He's not FDR. He's not a, dean. The dean. It's not FDR. No. He's not allowed for new deals. Not for uh, Greendale? Not for America. <laughs> my next note is the Donnie... Danny, Danny Thomas, which is Danny also Thomas my next note. note. Huh? Which is also my next it's note. There's something in the hallway. They're talking in the hallway, Jeff and Britta. What does this say? Jeff and Britta are talking in the hallway. Well, she approached him to say, Jeff, you oh, got the apple. It's the apple, knock Jeff. this shit off. You're like an apple. You're like an apple. You're going to explode. Yeah. That's her... That's her... Well, I, I really like that moment, because she says, imagine your ego is this apple. If you keep feeding it, it's going to get bigger and bigger until it explodes. And then Jess says, why would you use an apple? Use a balloon. And she says, I was on my way to lunch. <laughs> uh, I don't remember why he mentions... Oh, because that's her opener. She's like, oh, did you 
here or something? And he goes, yeah, it's weird about Danny oh, Thomas. Oh, I did look that He said, I looked that up. I did look that up about Danny Thomas. It's weird. Yeah. So they were talking about that earlier, and then he looked up to see what it was. Now, now we all know what Danny Thomas does. If you're listening in chronological Allegedly. Shut Up Leonard order, yes. you've heard us talk about this before. Yes. In because it comes five. up in season In three, five. two, one. Geothermal, Geothermal escapism. escapism. <laughs> um, Where they mention a reverse Danny Thomas. Yeah, which is which, just a, it's a chair move that they do because of the floor is lava. Yeah. Really, a reverse Danny Thomas should be eating over a glass table. I guess. What's the reverse of shitting? I mean, I would think. I guess if putting you call something it reverse, up, putting your something butt. up your butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but wait, let's okay. Let's really get into this. Is the thrill of was would Danny Thomas poop on the table or would he be under the table? I would think he would want to be under. Right. Okay. So is the thrill. Of being under a glass table that someone is pooping on. Is the thrill that something is coming out of their butt? Or the th- is the thrill that poop is involved? Wow. Because if the thrill is that something is coming out of their butt, then yes, the reverse would be something going into the butt. But if the thrill is that it's poop, then the reverse would be eating, because eating is the opposite of pooping. Wow. We're getting way too deep in this. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he's into poop. I think it's the poop is what's yeah. exciting. Also, for some reason, egg, do we talk about eggs, Danny Thomas style? No. That's just like a phrase, which means the sex act. Oh. But it's just named after Danny Thomas. Oh. So if you want eggs, Danny Thomas style, that means you want someone to shit on a table while you're under it. Whoa. Yeah, I'm never going <laughs> to ask for that. What? You're what, not going to ask for that? Do you you're think- not going to ask for a hot Carl? You're not going to ask for a Cleveland steamer? No. You're not going to ask for any of the shit-related sex names. Now, do you think Dan Harmon just is obsessed in, a, in his way with this? Or what, do, do you think it's another writer? Because it's come up twice. I think it's just it's kind of like a go-to uh, reference to someone from old Hollywood with kinks. Do, do you think it's go-to because it, like, you know that's who had his a lot go-to? Of kinks was Mr. or Mrs. Davies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We have uh, uh, talking about reverse Daniel Thomas. We have a reverse shut up Leonard. <laughs> we do. So is, Jeff it's is shocking, and I love it's it. It's so great. Jeff is feeling confident because of the new anti-anxiety pills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonard comes in and says, "Looking good, Winger." And Jeff turns to him and says, "Thank you, Leonard, for that compliment and for your service to this country." To our country. Yes. It's so good. Which is weird because, as we learn in a later episode, yeah. Of this whole, this exact season, mm-hmm. <laughs> Leonard was on the wrong side. <laughs> yes. He fought in the Korean War for the Koreans. I was going to say, at this point, maybe all Jeff knew was that Leonard fought in the Korean War. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> and he wouldn't find out until later that he fought for the Koreans. Uh, I think we'll get into it in that episode. Yeah. Or or Abed is just bad at, yeah. at titling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I love that so much. It's so good. <laughs> so, and then Jeff says... Thank you. He's so sincere when he yeah. says it, too. Thank you, Leonard. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then Jeff says, I'm even confident enough to do this. And he puts on a pair of aviator shades. Uh-huh. And then guess who walks down the hall well, to see him? Because he says, he says, don't I look good? And Britta can't say no. Yeah. She, she, she must admit good. <laughs> that he looks good. But he, she, she tells him to avoid uh, high situations where you'll, your, your ego will be stroked. Yeah. What, do you remember any of the examples? They're good, but I don't remember. Oh, I didn't write them down. Yeah. I must have not thought they were good. <laughs> funerals, I know, is one of them, which I think that's funny. Like, he sees a funeral as a place where his ego can be stroked. Yeah. That's good. But then he, so, uh, and she says, and take off those glasses. So then he says, are you saying they made me look good? And she's, she, 
uh, must admit, yes, they do. Yeah. And then Dean comes down the hall. Dean Pelton. And he's, he's strolling Jeff. down the hall. He, sa- he, he starts <laughs> saying something to yeah. Jeff. Yeah. And, and then, then he, he has an <laughs> orgasmic collapse. <laughs> he falls to the ground. Yes. Even his shadow, he says. Does he say swagger? He's, or does he just go, oh? I don't think he says swagger. Okay. Because then, yeah, when he's on the ground and he's convulsing. From, no, let from me a- presumably. Let me ask you this. <laughs> what? Andrew. Yes. Do you think this is a sort of spiritual orgasm? Or do you think that Dean is literally coming in his pants in this moment? I mean, he has some certain motions. Yes. <laughs> which are... Which might suggest... <laughs> very telling. Yeah. Um... You got okay. Let's 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 take a minute. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's let's walk through. Let's walk with the dean for a moment. Okay. In a in a let's let's call it a, a dean an arresting dean mode. Sure. Dean mode. Uh, how much is he thinking about Jeff? Just yeah. as a as a ba- what's a base level Jeff thought in, yeah. for the dean? What do you think? What I don't understand the question. Okay, so do you think the the dean only thinks about Jeff when he sees Jeff, or do you no, think he's always not. thinking about Jeff? I think I, I'm gonna say. 80% of the time he's thinking about Jeff. Yeah. Okay. So he's walking down the hall. Mm-hmm. He's already got Jeff on the brain. Yeah. He's Jeff primed, let's yes. call it. Yeah. And then he sees this, yeah. which is Jeff like times. At peak sexiness. Yeah. Peak Jeff. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to put together the pieces that would allow for the Dean to, to with no, no contact, yeah. have a sexual reaction from inside and outside. But that, that's what I'm trying to think of. Like I don't if we can compare our own sexuality to the Dean right now. Because if I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I could see anyone that would just make me just on sight have an orgasm. Now, because I've heard of in the dark corners of the internet. Yeah. Uh uh there's a there's a method where um a certain like a vocal style. Yeah. Of if you listen to a certain tape of a woman speaking and making noises. Yeah. Uh, with no contact, yeah, you you can you can without touching it. Without touching, I think that's kind of like the brown note. I think it doesn't actually exist. <laughs> I think it does exist. But I think that sort of thing. I think, but if, not for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah but that I, could also be like a certain like you like certain people might just be so turned on by certain images. Mm. Like I don't think it's anything specific about that audio. Mm. It's just that it, it works for certain people. Mm. So I guess in that sense, maybe this could happen to the dean. I think if anyone could, if it could happen to anyone. It could happen to the Dean. <laughs> uh, but also, does that surprise you that that made it on air? Well, I think I think it's definitely possible that at some point, someone from the writer's room or some community producer had to have a conversation with someone in a network that was essentially this conversation, uh-huh. but where they were trying to convince the network person that he is not coming in his <laughs> Regardless of whether or not he actually is, yeah. they, they, they would have to convince the network that he was not. I because feel like that conversation might have. Happened. I believe in the commentary they mentioned that there was a cut, like it was a there was a, a version of that scene where it's even more extreme, <laughs> which I can't even. Imagine. I don't know how it could get more extreme than that. Um, yeah, I'm looking at my uh, my commentary notes. I don't have any more on that. Any more information on that? Okay. Me neither. Next, they're in the calf. The calf. <clears throat> calf. It's French Stewart walks up, but it's not really French Stewart. Vinny. Vinny. Owner of, manager. I believe they call the company Doppelgangs. Doppelgangs, good. Uh, uh, they say you look familiar. He says, "Yeah, of course, that's how it always starts out." Uh, but you, smart ones get into management before the or the gold mine of looking like French Stewart wears run yeah. wears dry. 
Which, as they point on the commentary, you know, French Stewart's a trooper for willing to do this performance. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> there was some kind of uh, just they knew a producer who knew him. Yeah. Like it was a, it was a real close one. Yeah. Like they don't really talk about. I'd I'd love to have heard if uh, French Stewart was always the the name drop in the script. No, they said it wasn't in the commentary. They were said you it was. were you just not paying attention to this yeah, the I'm second just, time? I'm half asleep. They said that because Dan Harmon was trying to remember who it was and he couldn't, uh-huh. but he did talk about how it was originally supposed to be someone else. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> I watched this very early in the morning. <laughs> so I had school today. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Go drink some bagged milk and do some algebra. <laughs> I'm not in Canada. <laughs> hey, in my school we drank bagged milk. Yeah, in Canada. No, in my school in Cypress, California. Mm, you don't know that this is actually Canada. Listen, Mr. First and Second Hand, you're, you, if one of us went to Canadian <laughs> school, it was you. All right. Um, that's a reference to something you can't see yet. Or Listen, no. The point is, old <laughs> Canada boy over here thinks that the, the hands on a clock are called the first hand of a second hand, which he says he learned that in school. Yeah. I think he had to have gone to school in Canada because that's a crazy thing that no American school would teach. They're called the hour hand and the minute hand French and the Stewart. second hand if you got a third hand. If there was a clock with three hands, would you call one the third hand? Yes. What a weirdo. Right, guys? But I, but there was, as I tried to, I didn't look it up to further explain, but there was some controversy over the fact that the hand that counts the seconds yeah. is like the second, like it's the first hand. Oh my it's like a weird thing. I don't thing want to get into this. Where by calling them the first and second hands, you're so wait, wrong there are anyway. Clocks that only have an hour and minute hand. So would you then have to call those the second and third hand? Yeah, it was a whole controversy at the school. Why was your school like this? I don't know. <laughs> it was a big controversy, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> When these facts started coming out. Jesus Christ. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. Faith of Magora. <laughs> uh, um, so then, uh, so French Vinny Stewart, says, check it. Abed yeah. owes $3,000. Yeah, three big. But I know a way three you large? can make it. Three large? Sure. <laughs> I know a way you can make it up is you all got to perform at this thing tonight as impersonators. Well, he, says, he says, yeah, you, you're a good Ryan Seacrest, yeah. but you're somehow ham- more handsome yes. than him. You're more handsome than the guy who's, who's famous, famous for, for being, being handsome. handsome. Which, of course, also plays into Joe McHale and Ryan Seacrest's real-life rivalry, I guess you'd call it? Yes. Joe McHale has a, hob- a hobbit. Has a habit of uh, <laughs> sort of talking... S- <laughs> talk- <laughs> of talking smack on Ryan Seacrest. What on a Freudian slip if I've ever heard one. I don't know. That's a Freudian slip. Because... He's small like a hobbit. Seacrest is. <laughs> Seacrest. Yeah. And he makes, he jokes, like, Joe McHale will joke on the soup about him being like a leprechaun That's or true. something. I which used to I a, find hilarious. I used, to have a, <laughs> I used to have a bike that was called a Seacrest. Like, uh-huh. you know, that was like the name of the, not the brand, but like the name of the bike. Like, you know, yeah. bikes, and it was called a Seacrest. Yeah. And I like would a ride, wave, a Seacrest. Yeah. I would, that's what I would ride to and from my job at Blockbuster. And when I would leave, I would say Seacrest out. Okay, bye. That wasn't my idea. That was my co-worker's idea, but I liked it so much that I started doing it. Anyway. Nick Anderson. Shout out to Nick Anderson who came up with the Seacrest out. Um, Spells his name N-I-C, like one of those weirdos. Let's talk about... Sex, baby. Now, let's also, they mentioned this later on the commentary, baby. but we'll mention it now because Ryan Seacrest just got mentioned. Yeah. The Part of the original idea in the script was that it was a, a whole bunch of Ryan Seacrests. Yes. And, and Jeff was amongst them. And they tried to overtake him. And then Ryan Seacrest himself would show up as the ultimate yeah. Ryan Seacrest uh, portrayer, except yeah. they would ADR in his lines with a high-pitched voice. Yes. So that the joke is that he looks exactly like him, but sounds But he sounds like, like this. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then he would have to have the speech. He would have, really have the winger speech yeah. where he would say, this is not what being a Seacrest is all about. Uh, but anyway. That so would have been funny. I would have liked that. Now, the, but I like what they did in the final episode, too. This starts a uh, visual uh, thing where yeah, we so see Yeah, so French the, Stewart assigns... Well, no, we see the apple in Jeff's oh, head. Yes. Grow uh, Kind of grow or shake a little. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which continues throughout the episode at True. various points. And uh, then French Stewart assigns who they all are. Shirley is... Oprah. Um, uh, Annie. Is Anne Hathaway, but well, maybe add a few more teeth. Judy Garland oh, yeah. or Anne Hathaway, yeah, that's right. which she ultimately ends up being Judy Garland. It's true. You uh, know what's weird? I forgot that he said that, uh-huh. and then the episode, and then later in the episode, I was like, "That's not what Anne Hathaway." Did. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, she's Dorothy. Yeah, later on, that makes sense now. Uh, he says, "Oh, this is rare. Both versions oh. of Michael Jackson." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, uh, I'll, who is it in the commentary? Eventical uh, Brown, right? Am I wrong? Am I crazy? I I think it is Eventical Brown, but I think Alex Cooley gets in there too. Oh, she, yeah. That's another woman. Yes. Uh, mixed in, Alex. Alex is a woman. It's a woman's name. The sheriff is a lizard. What a world! Yeah, <laughs> the sheriff's a lizard. <laughs> um, but they they it's get a in Rango a, reference. I, nerd's yes, eye view reference. <laughs> they 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 both get in a couple of jabs at uh, at Gillian Jacobs because she's not there. Yeah. About how pale she is. <laughs> yeah. Because um, that's who it's Gillian Jacobs and uh, and uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. As the, as the <laughs> I was mixing Jackson's. between. Should I say the actor name or the character name? I've done it now. Troy Glover or Donald Barnes. <laughs> Good. Or childish Barnes. Gimo. Shut up. <laughs> Leonard. I'm mad. <laughs> and we like community. No, we're not starting. Special over. thanks to Alex Moschino Slackery.com. Today we are covering episode three eleven, entitled. Contemporary impressionism. Damn it! Did I do it wrong again? <laughs> no, I was I was making a gag on you. My head's gonna explode <laughs> like an apple. And then uh, Pierce it's is Fat Brando. Marlon Wayans. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fat Brando. Burt Reynolds. Fat Brando. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Fat Brando. <laughs> anyway, they talk about in the commentary how Chevy for some reason refused to say Burt Reynolds the second time, <laughs> like not openly, but just every time they would get to that point, he would go. <laughs> like he would just say it like that. A lot of fun. Now, uh, yeah. Which and then they so then oh so then uh, oh there had been another part where they were going to talk to uh, Abed at uh, Abed and Vinny walk away for a second yeah. so they they have their their moment of do we do this or not? Well, yeah, let's let him sink, man. He's got to learn a lesson. Yeah. And then Troy says Abed's a beautiful elf who brings magic into our life, and now that he needs some magic, we're going to turn him down. Yeah. Shame on you. So then they all agree to do it. No, you're forgetting such a great part. What? He, he turns to some of oh, the naysayers. Yeah. He says, Pierce, yeah, do you remember when one. you forgot how to fart? Yeah. And tro- Somehow, Abed came Abed, over at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Abed came over at midnight to, to help, help him remember, remember how, how to, to fart. fart. Yeah. And then surely, uh, remember when <laughs> Abed got you the movie uh, uh, Push Precious, Precious based Push. on the novel Push by Sapphire yeah. and the novel Push signed by Sapphire? <laughs> yes. Uh, now... I'm gonna say I think that gag worked at the time, because of how funny it was that the that the movie had this crazy title. Yeah. Because another movie had just come out called Push, yes, and that the, was like a bad sci-fi yeah. superpower movie. Do you remember? Chris Evans was in that. Do you Poor remember? Chris Evans. The Thirty Rock porn parody title for for Precious. Was it just Push? What, what, how'd it go? It was Fresh Ass. Oh no. Based on the novel Tush. By ass fire. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know she wrote a sequel. 
called Push 2. No. This time, they push back. <laughs> it's, um, I read the description. It sounds terrible. It's about the, the son who's born in the movie. He grows up. I don't care. <laughs> it just sounded like I was like, really? Why? So Listen. anyway, they agree to do it. So then, Everyone cut two. Walks away, but Vinny and Troy. Yeah. And oh, says, Vinny, Vinny gets real. Yeah, Vinny says, "Listen, if you guys fuck up tonight, I'm gonna send over a guy who looks like Ving Rhames and a guy, guy who looks, looks like, like Michael, Michael Chiglis, and they're gonna do a very real impression of breaking your legs. The secret is they actually break your legs." <laughs> yeah. So Troy's like, "Oh, crumbs! This is gonna. This could go badly." Do you remember when French Stewart was in um, Third Rock from the Sun? Nope. French time with Mr. Stewart. Clock stoppers. Nope. Uh, rest of development. Pushing daisies. Pushing daisies, sure. That was good stuff. French Stewart's a good actor. Yeah. Um, so we we get to was he rest of development or did I hallucinate that? You hallucinated. Okay. You're thinking of um. Yep. So Moving we, on. Howie Schwartz Star Mitzvah. Yes. That's what it's called. Howie Wood. Howie Wood. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so we're, 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 we're seeing everybody as they're in their get-ups. Yes. Uh, Along with them is there's a fake Gina Davis. Yes. A uh, fake Madonna. Gina Davis is as her... her league of her own league character. of her own character. Lorenzo Lamas. Is, is off in the background. Yeah. Uh, now, interestingly enough, Abed mm-hmm. is Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Uh, perhaps specifically the True Lies character? That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. He's, he's in a dress. His hair's pulled back. Yeah. He's wearing red lipstick. It doesn't look bad. The walls are knocking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, that's happening in the room. I'm not even talking about the episode right now, guys. I'm sorry. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Those are just the ghosts. Okay. And the cats? Yeah. Okay. Probably more likely the cats. The cats <laughs> in the wall? Because ghosts aren't real. The cats in the wall. The cats the in the wall spoon. at the peaking moon is the fake Weird Al parody. That's not really Weird Al. Um, the Cats in the Kettle was the name of that song. It was a racist parody. Ooh. But it was one of those things where, like, on LimeWire, we would credit it to Weird Al, even yeah, though it wasn't Weird but Al. But it wasn't. It was not. Yep. Al is above such racialisms. Now, my next note is about the guy working the door, but I know we have a little business before then. Well, what, one of my favorite parts in this episode is uh, French Stewart says... Uh, this uh, this is the ceremony of this boy becoming a man, but I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want him in my foxhole. Yeah. And then, which gives Shirley a chance to do her Oprah laugh. So he says that kind of, you know, lame duck of a joke, and then it just cuts instantly to Shirley. Ah! It's so, that is so much fun to watch. Yeah. I adore Shirley, Shirley as Oprah. Shirley's a great Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shirley is Oprah now, is what her DVD would be signed. <laughs> um, so then... Uh, Vinny says, hey, if you, you got to stay in your quadrants, always stay in your quadrants, always stay in character. No burping, farting, coughing, or hiccuping, except for our resident Walter Matthau. Yeah. How you doing there, Chuck? And then just a burp noise. Jimmy. Jimmy, sorry. I'll never forget it's Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. So then uh, Jeff puts on a tux, or he's given a tux to put on. Yeah. Uh, Britta says, you look too good. You can't do that. It's going to cause your ego to rupture. He's like, don't worry. They doubled my dosage. He's yeah. like, what? And he's like, and uh, Troy comes in and says, Britta, get to your quadrant, and if you have anything to say, say it in a high-pitched voice. And backwards. Yes. While go- while- so she moonwalks away and says, Jeff is a grave danger. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. It's a lot of fun. I don't know why I didn't write that down. That's probably my favorite line of the episode. Uh, so then Pierce tries to come in. Now, our old pal Blake Anderson won't let him in. Uh, yeah. Um, because he's insisting that he's Burt Reynolds. He So he's working the door. Yeah. Uh 
Pierce walks up wearing a cowboy hat and a mustache. And a mustache. I was so you know Smokey and the Bandit era. Burst Reynolds yeah. looks like he's going for. And uh, Blake Anderson's doorman character says, "I don't know who you are." And Pierce says, "Do I have to say it?" Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Burt Reynolds." He says, mm, I, don't "I don't believe anyone don't believe. would hire you to be Burt Reynolds." Yeah. So then Pierce sadly walks away, yeah. takes off the hat and mustache, yeah. comes back, and says, uh, "I'm Brando. playing Brando." And then he looks for a second, doesn't see it. Might, might be, be under, under fat, fat brand fat yeah it just might be under fat <laughs> and he says oh yep oh, there it is and he says oh oh, oh yeah and like he really oh, sees I, it yeah. he also musses his hair yes as when, yeah when, to be fat when Brando. Pierce comes back he musses it which is a good that's a I mean fat Brando often did have must hair oh man yeah uh that's a good and then also um kind of Dan Harmon talks about this on the commentary where uh they 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 like to give um, I think we we talked about it before, and it's mentioned on the commentary before. Is the the Chevy problem? Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's actually less of a problem and more of like a like a uh, uh, what do you call that opportunity? Like a yeah, like a like a way of showing his talent. They, they say well, they, Chevy's a, sh- a solo. Yeah, that's what Dan Hart he calls him a soloist. He yeah, says he, he they need to break really him well. out from the group yeah. and let him do his own thing. Yeah. Which which I think you know what actually does work. I think it works in this episode really well. Yeah. It works in a lot of episodes. Yeah. And that's why they do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, so Chang's here. Yeah, Chang's here working security. Private because, security. Because of his brother, who's his a rabbi. His brother, the rabbi. Yeah, ben Ch- Benjamin Chang is his name. I forgot his brother's name. <laughs> uh, rabbi Chang. Moyle. Mo- Moyle, he says to me. Which reminds me of a great joke where he says, you know, I, like, I, I work security at these Jewish events. Can you believe someone tried to bring a scalpel to a bris? Yeah. Good stuff. Because um, you need a scalpel at a bris for our, yes. for our Gentile friends. At a brie, I believe they're called. <laughs> for, for our Gentile friends. That's for you. That's for you being a Gentile friend. They're called. They're not called bris. They're it's called, called a bris. Yeah. It's called a bris. Not called a brie. It's a called brie. a bris. It's a called brie. a bris. A brie. A brie is like a cheese. <laughs> yeah. It's called a bris. You eat brie at a brie. It's called a bris. You don't eat brie at a bris. Shut up. It's called a bris. <laughs> um. So you call it brisk iced tea? You don't call it brisk iced tea? <laughs> Breek? Abed is screwing around. Troy's getting frustrated. He's mm. not saying in his quadrant. He's screwing around with Lorenzo Lamas. Oh, right. So Troy uh, has to come up with a... He, 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 so Vinny says, hey, what's going on here? And then Troy says, well, I'm just embarrassed for you because you've never seen Lorenzo's oil. Mm-hmm. Did you even go to college? Vinny says, yes. No. <laughs> and then Troy has to improvise a plot for Lorenzo's Oil that incorporates the action uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, is doing with uh, Lorenzo Which Lamas. Which is giving him a, ba- a, a piggyback? Or is he on... No, uh, he no. gives a piggyback ride to Lorenzo. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Um, do you recall a feature film that had a Lorenz, Lorenzo's Oil joke? It sounds familiar, but I can't place it right now. The feature film Paul... Uh, yeah. Was it a character named Lorenzo? Yeah, well, his name was Lorenzo, and then he's cagey about his last name. Then he finally realized that his last name is Zoil. That's right. Yeah. Okay. How did you remember that better than me? Uh, because once you said it, it clicked in. I like Paul. Okay. That's a good movie. That's a, this is a good movie, and that's a Bateman. That's a Bateman. That's but a, he's not a Bateman star in that movie. He's he's not, a, he doesn't have the disease. He he's does. cured just for that movie. Listen, sometimes the symptoms can go away. It doesn't mean you're cured. <laughs> Now, my next note Herpes here doesn't always show. You know what I'm saying? Is about Chang and his thought bubbles. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's my next note as well. So he's talking to the kids, and uh, they want to play with his nightstick. Yeah. Not a euphemism. Yeah. And, uh, it, and then he... He gets a little thought bubble. Thought bubble pops up. It's now, another graphic. They're yeah. doing a lot of graphics this So episode. it's... 
kids. It's a picture of the kids yeah. equals soldiers. A picture yes. of soldiers. Yeah. So then he says to the kids, oh, do you want some intern credits? Yeah. Uh, and then he sees the... So there's a DJ... Phoebe. A Phoebe. A yeah. fake Moby. Yes. Uh, which the same man, phobie from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Which well they they called him not Moby. Yeah, but it's the same person. Yeah. I'm saying. Well, this one he's he's Phoebe. Yeah. He looks like the dean. Which apparently the director of this episode didn't re- on on paper he said. But Foxby. Fox I don't B? get it. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Uh, but the actor is J P Manu. J P Manu. Manu. Uh, but so the thought bubble this time is the picture of the soldiers. Yeah. Minus, minus dean. The dean plus Phoebe. Phoebe equals Chang as Emperor king. Chang. Yeah, yeah. Chang with a king hat. <laughs> uh, king hat. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Paul Tompkins. So he's this is Chang getting some crazy ideas. Right now let me now. ask you: this. Do you like these graphics? Yeah, I love these well, graphics. Look, I love it because it's Chang. Yeah, it's because yeah, exactly. Chang's brain. And it's like this weird kind of thing that stylistically maybe doesn't match the rest of the show, yeah. and yet is so perfect to express the way Chang thinks. Yeah, Chang Chang thinks like a like a serial killer with a magazine. Like yeah. he's cutting out pictures <laughs> yeah. and putting them on his wall and going yes. Or like a like a children's thing, like maybe because it's like simple like math equations like that, like a thing for children made by a serial killer. Well, yes, I was gonna say if yeah. Chang is anything, he's like a child serial killer. <laughs> yes, not a not a person, not a serial killer. Like, who kills the children. pint size slasher. The pint size slasher from Fallout Three. Will we ever find him? No. <laughs> Just a simple no. No. <laughs> That's like when I rhetorically asked on Nerds of You recently uh, uh, <laughs> about the film Saving Mr. Banks, a la Community. Did we ever really save Mr. <laughs> Banks? No. And Jordan just goes no. Just very flatly, <laughs> not getting the joke of the reference, yeah. answering as if I'm asking about the film. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, Jordan. And then Tom didn't know who Mr. Banks was. He saw the film and didn't, he forgot who Mr. Banks was. All right. Sorry. So then, so Jeff this whole time has been with us. Are we still recording? What's going on right now? Jeff has been hanging out with a swarm of Jewish moms. Oh, yeah. Who uh, find him very attractive. Some boobies. Yeah. Just one. A boobie is a grandmother. Excuse you. I wanted to do the joke. I know you did, but it's not appropriate. And they're loving him. He's eating it up. He's loving it. His ego's growing. Well, he he senses that it's bad for him. But but he can't fight time, it. Yeah. Uh, and then they say you're going to win all the awards. And then he says there are awards. Yeah. That that triggers him. So then we start the awards presentation. Well, um, at some point, Britta tries to stop him. Britta tries to stop him, and she makes some. She 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 tries to throw. She points some, out his flaws. Some flaws at him. Which are uh, what? Well, well, the ones that I highlighted are. Uh, one time, Britta didn't come up to his apartment because she couldn't find parking. Yeah. Like, the sex wasn't well, even says, worth you're, trying you're to find so parking. You're so emotionally unavailable during sex that one time I didn't come up because yeah. I couldn't find parking. And uh, then the last one is that he has an unusually high butt crack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which they try and joke about later in the episode because yeah. maybe you can see it? I don't I couldn't see it. But I, and do, I was really looking. I kind of remember in the commentary that Yvette Nicole Brown... Said she has high cleavage. No, but she mentions that his butt, and she's mentioned this before in the commentary. I remember butt crack has his her. butt crack. No, goes up to his shoulder blades. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just a weird thing, like his high forehead. Like that's the thing that they take his physical attributes and yeah. just really joke about them. Yes. Really, really joke hard on him. <laughs> uh, so then we get to the awards. Yes, which are first for, presenters. Yeah. Morgan uh, Freeman. Morgan Freeman and Bono. Which I love this Bono impersonator, Bonobos. I do too. Because as they point out in the commentary, he's not even doing an attempted Irish accent. But he looks, but he, he so, looks so much, much like, like Bono. And he is kind of weirdly talking like Bono if Bono had an American accent. Where he says, Math, math's real hard. So it's time we highlight the heroes to which it comes easy. <laughs> the award for best algebra paper goes to <laughs> Howie <Yeah>. Schwartz. <laughs> 
Um, now, the next couple of presenters we don't see, but we hear them. Yeah. They're uh, Connery, Sean Connery, oh, yeah. Christopher Walken. And they're all like the, the awards with like best skateboard tricks. Like yes. Stuff, stuff that a 13-year-old would be into. Yeah, and it's stuff that, and it's all the awards are going to him. That's to Howie Schwartz. That's the, the, yeah. the point it's of his the bar whole, mitzvah, it's yeah. his bar mitzvah, it's yeah. his day, he gets yeah. all the awards. Yes. It's all for him. Yeah. It's never like an award could have gone to someone else. Yes. Uh, that's part of what makes it so funny what comes next. Yeah. Oh, and Jack Nicholson. Yes. Uh, does an, uh, an award. Then uh, we get to the final award. The final award is... Handsomest young man. Surely as Oprah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and what? But one thing that kind of bothered me before okay. we get too deep into this was that the way that they introduced each of... Like, they were introduced as fake whatever. Yeah. It was never, like, played as straight. Yeah. Like, the way Abed plays it is always as if yeah. he's in the reality. Well, this is not Abed's bar mitzvah. Yeah, but even as, like, a bar mitzvah... Ga- like, if if there's... No. Listen. Howie doesn't like pretense. He doesn't <laughs> like it when you're pretending something is the way it is. He's happy to just have fake Oprah and fake Bono and fake all of them. Do you recall the Flight of the Concords episode? Uh, yes, before you get any further, but tell me, keep talking. <laughs> Where Obama yeah. shows up. Yes. But they don't... It, but it's clearly an impersonator. Yeah. But the 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 joke of it is is that they think it's really Obama, yeah. Because no one ever there's no pretense that it is an impersonator because it, it, it's almost for me, for me it's almost rude. Well, because those are some young bucks from New Zealand, some hicks who don't know what Obama looks like. But it's almost rude, I'd say, to to no. call an impersonator out to be like, okay, what's your what's your angle? No, that's uh, you play along. <laughs> it's Howie's bar mitzvah, so you do it how Howie wants. You understand me? This guy's back. This guy's back. I don't want that guy. And when it's Howie's bar mitzvah, what Howie wants is what goes. And if Howie doesn't want to pretend that they're real celebrities, then we're not going to do that. We're going to have Phoebe. Under your circumstances, we would have to call that guy Moby. You're throwing out the Phoebe pun. Well, the the funny thing with him is that that seems to be his business name. Yes. Like, as he, he shows up to places as Phoebe. Yes. Like, he's really leaning hard into that pun. Yeah, like it's the, not like it's not like Shirley's Oprah is called Nopra. <laughs> That's when Leslie Nope gets very influential. Influential. <laughs> okay. And the award for handsomest young man goes to. And then, much like any other regular award show on screen, we see <laughs> Jeff. A, uh, an insert yeah. picture of of Howie yeah. and an insert picture of Jeff anticipating it. anticipating the win. Yeah. And then Howie, of course, wins. Yes. And then Jeff is not happy. He he hulks out. Hulks out. He flexes, ripping the tuxedo. Yeah. He goes. He runs on stage, ripping off the shirt. As we as Dan Harmon revealed in the original edit, he flips over a table. Yeah. Which he then cut. Excuse me, I keep which he's 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 uh, he regrets cutting that table flip. Yeah. Because as as Dan Harmon also talked about, like he before this episode, they, he had had a conversation with Network. Where they're like, Jeff's Jeff's too angry. You got to scale that back. <laughs> and so of course the next because, episode he writes is this one. Yeah. Well, apparently that they they'd only seen the what the first episode where he sh- does the axe in the table. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's that's the problem with networks. Yeah. <laughs> they can't see the long haul. Long haul. Also, we had a graphic of the apple exploding. Oh, of course. Expanding the point. We had explosion. to finish that yeah. <laughs> Brita metaphor. Yes. So he uh, hooks out. He kisses. Jumps Shirley. on stage. Yeah. Takes the award. Yeah. Kisses Shirley. Yeah. Uh, and then his defense was she was asking for it. <laughs> well, or no, she, she wanted, wanted it. it. Because again, he's in full on ego mode. He's super. So ego he believes mode. that everyone wants to kiss him. Well, not super ego mode. Just ego mode. Super ego. Season three. Id mode. Even you could say. Id mode. Just basic basic needs and wants. Oh sure. 
So he uh, flees. Chang shoots him in the ass with a tranquilizer dart. Well, no, we're missing the children. Shut up. Oh, Chang, yeah. Chang does a, a Like formation. a hand move, yeah. He does three and two. Yeah. And the kids go, go in formation Yeah, he's already him. got them, like, whipped into combat-ready shape. Uh, but Jeff just throws them off. Yeah. Uh, and then he makes a run for it. Chang shoots him in the ass of Chang's Which, there's a great reaction here. Yeah, where he pulls it out and gives a very Hulk-like face. Well, I don't even know. is is But is this specifically referencing something? I feel like there is uh, maybe, an animal or maybe, a movie or some creature that Jeff is specifically doing where he pulls the dart out of his butt and then gives a look. Perhaps, but I don't know. It's a very specific look that, yeah. that Jeff gives. Yeah. Uh, and then he runs off, which in the commentary, Joel McHale points out, two for two, bad running. Yeah, although Nicole Brown points out that she finds it hilarious and loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, even if it's not on purpose. Yeah. That's just how he runs. Yes. So he uh, runs out. We're back at the apartment. Well, well no, we're, we're oh, worried yeah, we're for a second that everything's yeah. ruined and Abed's going to die. Yes. Um, but then Howie says, Dad, I, I knew you'd get me the Hulk. The dad gives a, a finger up. He gives a finger, oh, shoot, a finger point. The she, the dad who could be fake Paul Feig if you yes ask me. yeah yes oh my god thank you yeah because <laughs> I saw this guy and I went who is this yeah. guy he's not Paul Feig but he looks like him he could be he, yeah he could, hair he just needs to do something with his hair well he had a beard in this episode that Paul Feig does not have he had a beard or like a goatee okay yeah a go that's more more lining up my brain <laughs> uh, and so then all that Vinny says to Troy is you're lucky yeah. And so Troy, Troy, go, Troy is relieved. Troy's relieved. So he goes home and he sees, uh-oh, Troy is sitting with a cast on his leg. Abed. Did, what did I say, Troy? Yeah. Okay. Troy goes home and he sees Troy <laughs> sitting a weird, with a, it's a with weird a cast moment. on his leg. Yeah. And then Troy walks in. Yeah. Abed's got Troy. the cast on his leg. You know what I meant. And he's worried because he thinks Vinny has sent Michael Chiklis and Bing Rams to break yeah, his leg. Yeah, he says, who, who did this to you? Yeah. And but then, then guess who walks out of the kitchen? Robin Williams but Patch as Adams. Patch Adams. Not Robin Williams. Well, it's it's an impersonator. Yeah. As Patch Adams. <laughs> yeah. Doing really over-the-top Patch Adams stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Troy's a little mad, and he says, I had to. It was two for one. We're, after this, we're going to do Popeye. And he pulls out a blanket to reveal that he is dressed as olive oil. Yeah. And then the the, the not Robin Williams, she goes, yeah, 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 He pulls off the red nose. Yeah. And he does the Popeye noise. Yeah. And then uh, apparently in the commentary, they said that this, this guy uh, kept trying to add lines. This guy kept ad-libbing Robin Williams lines, yeah. which I think is a very Robin Williams thing to do. That's true. So I, I kind of like this guy. Uh, so Troy Troy just... Troy dejectedly goes into the blanket fort, and he says, everyone out. <laughs> and then a whole stream of impersonators come out. Which, from what I could tell, it was Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. It was the two, the two droids from Blade Runner. Yeah. And then Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, specifically risky business Tom Cruise uh, specific, some some I don't know if, well I guess yeah, but the Woody Allen was the lobster one the Annie Hall Woody yeah, Allen yes uh, but the, that Tom Cruise wasn't he just pulling a look that Tom Cruise did in the 90s no I feel like that pulling, was just a specifically just he Tom was Cruise pulling a look Tom look. Cruise pulled in the 80s in the movie Strictly Business Strictly Business <laughs> Risky Business is the name of the film <laughs> that was a sequel Look at this! Look at this Tom Cruise person, and then look at him. He's got the same like suit jacket. He's got the same sunglasses. He's got the same haircut. Well, he does like the hand motion that I, I know Tom Cruise is famous. Yeah, doing that. He was he was strictly risky business Tom Cruise. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so Abed says, "Are you mad?" Or something. Troy, Troy says, says no. "No." Abed says, "Cool, I'm gonna go play in the dreamatorium." And then Troy says, "Wait, I am mad." <laughs> Abbott says, no, you said we don't, friends don't lie. Yeah. October 19th, 2009. When was that? 
that was we 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 had to look this up for community fantasy league business. Yeah. But this is a very specific episode of season one. Yeah. Where Abed pretends to be an alien as a gag. Oh yeah. For Troy. Yeah. And then Troy Troy's like, no, I know you're not an alien. Yes. Just stop. Friends don't lie to each other. Yeah. And Abed says, got it. Friends don't lie, much like hips. So then uh, they they kind of they Shakira have a, taught us that. Yeah. They have. Did a, you know her breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. Is that a line? In the that's song? a real Shakira. I don't know if it's in that song, but that's a real Shakira line. I mean, I like that line. <laughs> uh, that's much better than like what, what's that one about my my trunk? It got my, no my humps. My humps. You know. Yeah. I much I much rather your, your breasts be humble, small and humble, <laughs> rather than. But so you don't confuse them with mountains is the weird part. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Talk. Ooh. So Wolf just got into the studio. I apologize. Um, he says, "Listen up, I, I, dickhead." I just, I just wrote "unfinished handshake," which is the saddest goddamn thing. Oh yeah. So they have a speech here where Troy says, "You're gonna have to trust me that you can't do this," and he says, "You can't do that. I can't do that." And then Troy says, "Well, then you have to trust me to trust me." Mm-hmm. And he says, "Okay," because Abed's whole thing well, Abed, is Abed's like, "I don't like people telling me what to do." Yeah. And Troy's like, "Well," Troy says, "Well, I'm not." It, and Abed's like, didn't you want to help me? Yeah. And Troy says, yeah, but... So then, then he says, so you, you want to do what... You, you can do what you want to do, but I can't do what I want to do? Yeah. Well, but is... I, I'm I'm a little upset that Troy didn't take it... Take it take it and turn it. Yeah. And and uh, identify what's really wrong here. Yeah. Is that Troy wanted to help Abed, yeah. but it's it wasn't, it wasn't like he was going out seeking out... It was he saw that Abed needed help. Yeah. Uh, so it was more of a it was a friend situation. It wasn't yeah. like a like a Troy Troy wakes up in the morning and says, "How can I help Abed today?" Yeah, you know. Yeah. But Abed wakes up in the morning and says, "What celebrity impersonator can I get into debt with today?" Yes. Uh, so then there's an unfinished handshake, which is super sad. Yeah. And Troy, which, Abed, which well, the, the crazy thing is, from from the unfinishedness of it, yeah, Troy is good, but yeah. Abed's not. How do you mean? Because Troy reaches out. Yeah. And Abed turns. Yes. So Troy's ready to forgive and forget, move on, let's be friends. Yeah. But Abed's the one who looks at this and says, I don't know. Well, because Abed never got satisfaction because he said, I, I, you can do what you want to do, but I can't do what I want to do. Yeah. And then Troy said, you know, you just have to trust me that sometimes you can't do these things like that. And then you're going to have to trust me to trust me. And then I was just, well, I don't like that, but okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. So then that's when he doesn't re- reciprocate the handshake and he walks away to go, go play the, the Dream Tour by alone. himself. And he sits in a chair, imagines a spaceship, and who is his co-pilot? But Evil Abed. Evil Abed. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Maybe this is too dark and inaccessible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why they didn't want to start off this after winter break with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Evil Abed is basically like, now, hey, man, I got some fucking plans, bro. Here, let's, let's establish this now, everyone. Okay. Listen. Because Evil oh, Abed... Oh, also, by the way... Uh, Jeff had Bruce Bannered out on the road. He was naked on the road. Well, he had pants on. Was that before that? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And Britta rescues him and says, you know. Oh, right. So we're cool. It's intercut a little yeah. bit. Because Britta, Britta uh, Jeff says, if you need someone to study, to on. study you can study me. Yeah. And Britta says, I think I should get someone less complicated. Like, like Abed. Abed. Yeah. And then we cut to then we cut Abed to talking to himself. Yes. Now, okay, I want to establish this. This is important. Because Evil Abed appears here in the Dreamatorium does not establish that Evil Abed has transferred himself from 
the the alternate universe. The, no, the, this evil Abed. This evil Abed is, is a manifestation manifestation of, of Abed's Abed. imagination. Abed, he Abed is aware of the alternate of yes. the, you know, the bad universe. Yes. And in his manifestation in the dreamatorium, yes. he's imagining what that evil Abed would be like. Yes. And so that's why he says hot, 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 hot. Yes. Because in Abed's mind, evil is always opposite. Evil is Bizarro. Yeah. Which is terrible. Now, I hate you hate you hate I Bizarro hate Superman. Bizarro himself. But do you like evil Abed saying hot? I hot, like hot. the idea of an opposite. Okay. That's why I I think that's why I hate Bizarro the most because he's not an opposite. Okay. He's not. Good. Me and Bizarro. He's not. <laughs> me and Bizarro. Me and not Bizarro. Me and Bizarro. Andrew, why you love me? But shouldn't he say me am not Bizarro? <laughs> Shut up. No. Because he is. Listen, I understand. That means he isn't. I understand Bizarro. Andrew doesn't. And he's frustrated. And he's taking that out on the character. Me and Bizarro, why you love me? Bizarro, I don't not love you. Does that make sense, Bizarro? <laughs> I hate you. Hello. <laughs> Bye, Bizarro. <laughs> I mean, hello, Bizarro. Sorry, I didn't mean to confuse you. I hate Bizarro. <laughs> Listen. Okay, are we good? Yeah, well, <laughs> we get the tag. No, I mean, like, have we established that this is... Uh, Evil Abed is not hopped universes. Yes, yes, correct. I much agree. Like a like a dumb fucking idea that someone would put into Settle season down. four. Settle down. I agree. And, and also, that would also be a dream sequence. Who, who gives a shit? Dream sequence Listen. running through your mind. The tag. Dream sequence... Teaching you to grind. Is Chang. Chang in front of a flag. A la Patton. Yes. Uh, He's saluting while his... From General Patton's film, Patton. (laughs) (laughs) While his boy army... uh, They salute back. They chant Chang or something. They're Chang. And he says, who's ready to Chang the world? Yep. Credits. Credits. So a dark, you know, ominous tone. We're seeing the rise of Chang here coming to a head. Yeah, it was it was kind of uh, a slow a slow rise so far. It's but here it's a, I think it's this is definitely a, an indication of, of of dark things to come. Yes, for sure. Um, because if if anything, I mean, do you think people were complaining about the how how blatant it was the the thought bubble technology that was going on here? I don't know, maybe. Uh, because certainly, uh, I don't think it ever seemed apparent before that Chang wanted to replace the dean. Yeah. But he certainly seeks power. Yes. Uh, so it's it's all kind of a logical leap going on here. I agree. Uh, and uh, but do you think anyone was mad because it was like they were showing their hand? Uh, no, because I think I think it still it pays off nicely. I think it does, and I think it takes long enough. It's still another uh, ten plus episodes away. Yeah, true. Uh, so it's a slow it's a slow rise. It's a slow. Uh, but I think we're ready to run with it. We're ready to go. We're ready to roll. Ready to rock for sure. Uh, you know I like this episode. I like this episode a lot too. Not not necessarily a favorite, yeah. uh, but it's fun. This is maybe a top ten for season three. Not a top five, but a top ten yeah, for me. Yeah, for me, yeah, I guess. For Maddie B, I guess I could put it in a ten. <laughs> we'll see when we end this season. Yeah, plugs. Uh, I do another podcast called Plugs. Nerds Eye View. Plugs. Every week I review Plugs. a new film that's Plugs. in theaters. Uh, you should go listen to that. Nevpodcast.com. Uh, the most recent Plugs. episode we review Plugs. American Ultra, and Tom's Plugs. there. Thomas Willett, back again. Uh, Next week, I believe, we'll be doing No Escape. And I believe Matt Benson will be with me. We'll see if that happens. Uh, Go check it out. NAVpodcast.com. Nerds Eye View. Every week, a new movie review. Uh, Another podcast that I do is called Pick Your Path. Uh, Every month for this first season, 
you'll be Plugs. getting a new choose-your-own-adventure style story Plugs. in the form of an enhanced Plugs. podcast. Uh, look Plugs. it up on your favorite podcast carrier. Plugs. Pick your path or go to benviewnetwork.com slash PYP. The next episode is going to be mine. And it's called Time Waits for Norman. Check that out September 1st. We also have a Patreon for Shut Up Leonard. Patreon.com slash Shut Up Leonard. If you go there and give us even a dollar, a dollar per month, you'll get access to our bonus feed. Second episode forthcoming on that. Go check it out. Patreon. Give us money if you Plugs. like us. Plugs. I think I'm done. What's your Twitter? Plugs. Oh, my Twitter is Plugs. at Podcaster Andrew. Plugs. Go check it out. Um, and there's Twitters for all the other stuff. Plugs. At NV Podcast, at Pick Your Pod, Plugs. at Benview Network. Plugs. Like them, follow them, tweet them, favorite them. Like them, follow them, mash them in the Like, follow them, mash them in the Plug, tay, toes, plug, tay, toes. Go to BenviewNetwork.com and check out all the great shows on there. I'm on a bunch of them, like Benson's Boombox, Popsicles, Matt and Breno's Wrestling Show, and Benview on Spielberg. We just did a Twilight Zone episode. Our next official episode will be Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Check out all that on BenviewNetwork.com as well as Pick Your Path, which I write on as well. Uh, do, do the best you can in life. That's just a general plug. Um, follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. Follow this show on Twitter at Shut Up Len Pod. I'm doing sound effects. <laughs> uh, and email us, shutupleonardpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, comments. Uh, and do stuff to us on iTunes. That really helps us out. If you rate us, review us, or subscribe to us, those all put a big old smile on our face. Google Pylon. Feeling peckish this midnight? Set your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sample only the finest in sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appétit. <laughs> this podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>